Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Screen Chronicles. My name is El Stevo, and with me, as always, is Cobstone, father of Grogu. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Um, Grogu's safe and sound, um, so we got him here. Does Does Mando <laughs> know? Does Mando know? Yeah, I'm kind of keeping my door locked. Um, <laughs> I got my lightsaber in the other room just in case. Anyway, we are here today to talk a full picture review of season two of The Mandalorian because, I mean, let's face it, they knocked it out of the park Yeah, this season. Yeah, we, we wanted to just give us, a, first of all, a brief review, spoiler-free review of it, and then we want to dive into the, the talking points that we have. This probably won't be as long as our other episode talks because we've already... If you look back on our channel or our podcast, you'll see that we we have covered every episode of The Mandalorian. So if you want to hear in-depth thought and recap of each one, go check those out. But here we're mm-hmm. just going to sort of give our, our full-on thoughts of the whole season and yeah. tell you what, what we thought here. But if you're unfamiliar with The Mandalorian, it's this, this show on Disney Plus that follows a warrior culture guy covered in armor. This season, you know, he had to help his surrogate son through some stuff. And it's really... In this, it's set in the Star Wars universe after this, the original trilogy. So after the Empire, after Darth Vader, mm-hmm. um, which we really haven't explored that much yet. And uh, before the, the sequel trilogy. And before the sequel trilogy. So before the, the Ray and the Kylo mm-hmm. Ren and all that stuff. For people out there who don't know too much about Star Wars. Because there's a lot of people who got into this show. Uh, this is their first Star Wars thing was the Mandalorian that they got into. But uh, generally, what did you think about it, Colby? Awesome. Um, They blew my mind a few times this season. They blew my mind a few times in different ways. I think there were three different times that after the episode came out, I was like, that was the best episode. And then the next week an episode came out. I was like, no, 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 no. That was the best episode. (laughs) And then finally the finale, it was like, okay, that was the best episode. So they just kept like, I didn't think it could get better after those points, you know, and they just kept going up and up and then. A lot of nostalgia trip as well, which was really good for a hardcore Star Wars fan, um, you know, like you and me, that was phenomenal. So I, I got to give it a lot of props. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I thought with along with the nostalgia stuff, though, I felt like some of it was great. Um, and some of it was nice and subtle. And it was kind of funny that it wasn't too, too on the nose, though. It wasn't like that Thor Ragnarok humor that a lot of Disney uh, properties have started to use mm-hmm. and uh, there was also times though it felt it did feel a little forced and you're just like uh, like I don't need a reference here just continue with your story here like your story is good stick with it yeah um, and I think too you know before we even watched this season we heard there was going to be a lot of characters coming in there's a lot of leaks about characters coming in and potential spin-offs and you you might have heard that there's been announcements for other series and there was a few times that I, I felt like, uh, like, is this person just brought in to bring on their own show? Uh, but but even then, those characters who are getting their own show, they, they were still well off in the story. I felt like the story yeah. didn't suffer for it, though. Right. But you're right. Um, there is a little bit of voice in the back of my head that's wondering if they were their primary role there was to promote their other show. Exactly. Um, exactly. Which, you know... A couple of those shows I'm really excited about. Mm-hmm. We'll, I think we'll talk a little bit about that today, too. Uh, it feels like the Star Wars market is about to get really inflated with shows. I know, you know, when you say, oh, they're coming out with like, I don't know how many, like 11 new Star Wars shows or something that sounds awesome. But I honestly think that it's it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. In, I'm saying that as a huge Star Wars fan, and mm-hmm. usually I want as much Star Wars as I can get. I just get a little nervous. It's going to be a lot to keep track of. So I'm hoping that at least it'll be released kind of in a spread out period of time. Yeah. I still thought, though, I really like this season and I really like this show. It feels very original, but still familiar um, with the tone of the the originals and even the prequels. Um, and it, it sort of starts to connect all three trilogies. I think this one mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. Uh, the show. And is I, I just really love it. I love seeing this this warrior culture and stuff. Yeah. You know, we're we're big fans of The Last Kingdom and those kinds of shows. So it was great to just see like this samurai Viking sort of 
combo space warrior culture stuff that totally and it was cool to see the um his culture that he's always his code that he's always lived by come into question a couple times yeah um this season for different reasons which we'll get into here in a sec yeah definitely some character development with jin jin jar in this season and and uh definitely the the plot between him and grow uh the baby yoda the the plot between mando and baby yoda were uh were very it was very good this season i thought it was still the driving force that's Um, something that never felt rushed or it felt natural it just felt mm -hmm. so natural the um the relationship between baby yoda and mando so i can't wait to dig into those details a little bit too yeah um uh, some the negative things though there was just a few times like i said where it felt like that they were trying to it was it was felt like it was like trying to be like all right here's here's our next spinoff or yeah or something mm-hmm. like that but it's still like i said this i i don't think the story suffered for it you were just very aware of it though at least yeah if you're staying up to date on you know star wars stuff and just the ideas of businesses and how people are you know trying to market stuff now yeah um, one of the big big positive things from the season that blew my mind were the um, the effects yes oh my god the yes. effects this season were like movie quality like mm-hmm. top-notch movie quality effects for the most part yeah um, for the most there part. was one instance at the end maybe not um i think that instance by the way i'm getting used to it a little bit more the more I, I see it yeah but it's still the more i hear about it too i kind of just appreciate it too so yeah, if you, if you listen to our other talks, you probably know what we're talking about. But but there was, I think there's another a couple other times too where uh just walking around, you can t- like I could just tell that it was kind of that how they're filming on that LED background thing that they're doing. Oh, yeah, not a green screen. There's a few times I could just tell, I was like, that's why they're not really running, it's because they're in I will this agree small with you. room, they're I will in agree this with you. small room, so they can't run, run, you know. Like yeah, there were just... a couple instances where like they were being chased and it kind of looked like Mando was jogging. Yeah. Where like if I was being chased, I would be like out of my shoes mm-hmm. and just sprinting. Yeah. I agree with you there. I agree with you there. So I could I could tell that a few times. And uh, but generally I loved I loved the whole Mando culture. I loved the relationship oh. between Grogu. I loved the fan service they did. The effects were great. Um, I'm I'm really stoked for most third of the season. fighting s- styles were oh, amazing. Wow, the fights, yeah, the fights in this were awesome. The action, we just got some so cool. Good. We just got some cool weaponry that uh, I'm excited to talk about a little bit more. Oh yeah, let's let's give this a ranking too. Uh, what would you give this season then? Scale of uh, zero to ten, Colby. I'm giving this season a nine out of ten. There is only one way, the way of the Mandalore. I'm I'm giving it a nine or a nine point five. I'll go. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll commit to nine point five. Wow! I'll commit. You just I'll gotta commit. one up me on this. <laughs> you gotta... <laughs> I'm giving it a nine, which is an excellent score. I think the only drawbacks, maybe like you said, or what we've already talked about here in the beginning, you know, it's tough to get a ten out of ten. Yeah, we gotta give it. We gotta give room for season three, right? Yeah, exactly. I I mean, it's just like I said, I enjoyed it. I loved it. The, the only the only negative things were probably the shorter episodes and like how episodes can mm. be short sometimes. They always they you never feel cheated, but you always just feel like, oh, I was over so quick. I know. I waited and, all week and then. Yeah, exactly. And just like I said, just just being aware of this the spin off sort of angle to some of the episodes. Yeah, I think I yeah would just kind of take me out of it, and that yeah. that might not bother anyone at all. But just I was just kind of like Ken, like I just as I was watching, I was just constantly concerned about is Mando's story gonna suffer for this? You know. Anyway, let's dive into the spoilers because I I'm chomping at the bit. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Luke Skywalker. <laughs> 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 Luke freaking Skywalker, okay? No, but that's that's yeah. We, we can't make this all about him because we've talked. No, about we can't. Him. That was our last. That's our yeah. last season. Let's make not sh- even do that. Let's not even do that right now. <laughs> make sure to check out our episode eight. To, our, our thoughts on that. Uh, but yeah, I, I loved what they did with Luke. Uh, you know, it's like we said that the big thing with that was the face. You know? Yeah, again, I'm getting used to it, but you still notice it, I feel like. 
I feel like you still notice it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just, I just appreciated Mark Hamill coming back for it. And I love that that happened. Yeah. And him, him just being even grateful that, that that happened and stuff. It was, yeah. it was pretty awesome. Well, Steve, one of your big complaints after season one was that it didn't seem like Mando was doing all the stuff. Like it didn't seem like he could do it on his own a lot of the times mm-hmm. and that uh, he needed other people's help. How do you feel he did in season two? I thought he was kicking ass. I mean, right. he kind of felt indestructible even at times. Oh my God. Um, you know, I mean, like when he's chesting stuff up. <laughs> I mean, there was I literally, the, we talked about the third episode, you know, he just ran into blaster fire. I mean, just he's getting headshot, shot around. I mean, like he just runs, he throws a grenade. Uh, the lightsaber, the dark saber at the end with Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon just starts swinging a, a lightsaber at him he just at his starts back, w- and he's w- fine because yeah. he's then he just to- starts Wonder Woman. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I learned this from my last movie I was on. <laughs> yeah. Chink, chink. <laughs> I saw Gal do this. I'll do it. I yeah, saw Gal okay. do this. Yeah, but I I thought he was capable. I mean, the first episode of the season, which is one of the reasons I love it. I mean, they just he is the most capable dude in the whole episode there i mean he felt like he was probably the only guy in the galaxy that probably could have got that mission done it felt like you know um he was able to unite the sand people he was he killed the great dragon i mean i loved that aspect so let's let's even just start in that that first episode and how bomb that first episode was because first of all the effects with a crate dragon were phenomenal like it looked so real yeah it did. It looked it looked so good. It looked like something that would have been in like a Lord of the Rings or Hobbit movie or something. Like exactly. coming out of the mountain like that. Like exactly. It was amazing. Oh, it was it was so good. Him and him just flying around too. Um, and you could tell there was there was still a large amount of practical stuff going on too, which I feel like probably cost even more money. You know what I mean? To yeah. to be able to set up the wiring and all that stuff, you know, to Yeah, to do the, the flying with the jetpack and Yeah. It was pretty cool to see the jetpack got a lot of good use this season. I was I was wondering if they were gonna nerf it this season because I was like, mm, that's probably gonna cost some money from the budget to have Mando flying around. But I mean, oh, there was no. missions he would just bring it, and I was like, oh, it makes sense for you to bring this jetpack. Yeah, you know, he put um, it down on the ground one time, all weird. Yeah. <laughs> there was yeah, there was only one time that the jetpack, you know, the story was purposely like. Let's get rid of this jetpack. If, if you listen to our, our episode, yeah. I think it was six talk, the one with Boba Fett. And I don't uh, think they had a very believable reason for it. No. <laughs> he, was like, <laughs> he was like, we'll put down our weapons if you put down the jetpack. You know? It was like, yeah. But why? Like, <laughs> like, yeah, Mando's like, like just holding keep my gun, a gun on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and they like, folk, it was the, the whole point of that, though, again, and this is episode six with Boba Fett was just so that Mando couldn't just fly up and save um, Grogu at the end. Exactly. And, and it just Grogu. wasn't a super believable, like maybe they could have had him fight and somehow like a stormtrooper or a badass stormtrooper knocks it off or something. Yeah. And like, know. there's, also, there's... The, the Boba Fett thread though, now that we've talked about it though, no. I mean, he, he shows up in the first, the end of the first episode. That was huge. And Again. then... That was great to see him. He came back in this season, um, a beloved Star Wars character that obviously just the look of him is what inspired, you know, all this ideas behind the culture of Mandalorians and yeah. just even this show, obviously the show it had to be the look because it wasn't wasn't the skill. He didn't do anything. <laughs> he didn't do anything before. Yeah. It's a, it blows my mind how popular a character got without doing anything. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> it's crazy. Hawkeye um, did more. Hawkeye is Hawkeye <laughs> did more and he gets way more hate. <laughs> but um but he he comes back yeah. and he kicks ass. He gets a new paint job, you know. And I and, love how they played with people's emotions cuz they had some guy come in um Cobb Vanth at the beginning walks into the bar in Boba Fett's armor and there's a split second in your brain where you're like, "Holy shit, Boba Fett." Mm-hmm. And then you kind of see like Hmm, who'd they get to play this guy? He's all, you know, really skinny and yeah, doesn't fit him right. Fit him. And then he takes it off. And and I also love this was a common thread throughout the entire uh, season two that anytime somebody else had Mandalorian armor or took their helmet <laughs> off, Mando got so offended. Like 
<laughs> social justice warrior style. Like, yes, <laughs> I love that. I loved, I love seeing it. And that was, that was a big part of his growth though, too, that we, we ended up yeah. seeing though, but because uh, it was, but it was funny. I mean, just yeah. <laughs> anytime, anytime someone like, you know, what, what the hell, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> no, like there was even that instance where, uh, uh, Bo-Katan shows up and saves him takes off her helmet though and he's like mm, no i don't want your fucking what? help yeah <laughs> <laughs> no no thanks <laughs> no she's like i was born on mandalore like i am literally a mandalorian like literally by definition he's like uh, no no <laughs> that's like with magnus brune when the the um people who are casting last kingdom were like can he play a Dane? And he's literally Danish. <laughs> he's literally born and raised in Denmark. Literally. Can there be a ginger Viking? No. But yes. anyway. <laughs> but it was a great opening to the season. And that was like a 40 some minute long episode, which was awesome. I think it was, I think it was but, like 50 even. Like I, maybe when 50. I first, yeah. When I first saw it, I was like, oh damn, are we going to, are all of them going to be longer? Did they hear people's complaints? Yeah. We still got some twenties, thirties, you know, range. Uh, episodes. Yeah, but, but we still had some forties and stuff like that. Amazing way to open the season, though. It did feel like kind of a filler episode at the beginning, sort of um, not as important to the storyline, but it really was because he got Boba Fett's armor, and that comes key later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, a big point, like you mentioned in this episode, that is just so freaking awesome, is that. Mando used his communication skills, his language skills, to unite Tusken Raiders. <laughs> Who, like before this, we just saw them as like com- like animals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I slaughtered them, them like, animals. like animals. <laughs> but um, not just the men. But the women, the women, and, and the, the children. children. <laughs> <laughs> I hate them. I hate them. But we really like whenever they were in this before. They just did not seem like you could even try to communicate with them. It just or, seemed like if they were around, they were gonna try to kill you, yeah, or whatever. But when you really come to think about it, they are like kind of represented as an indigenous people mm-hmm. who have um, are just kind of trying to protect what's theirs. And casually shoot at pod racers. <laughs> um, bing, bing. <laughs> but uh, it was cool to see them be civil. That kind of blew my mind a little bit. And yeah. I could buy it. All it took was like some communicating from Mando, some sign language. And they both had a common enemy with a crate dragon. Mm-hmm. And they were able to overcome it, uh, which was yeah. cool. That was a pretty common theme, I thought, for, for the whole season was just people unifying together. Um, and I, I, I think that wasn't really coincidental, you know, considering that it was an election year uh, this, this year, too. Or back well, there's no doubt it had its political statements to show. Yeah, I, I don't feel like any of them are too on the nose. Though. I felt like they're like, like The Last Jedi, you know, especially some some of the newer Star Wars stuff. And like uh, whether you, I agree with it or disagree with it, I don't like it when it's so on the nose and so relevant. It just takes me out of it because the old Star Wars never felt like that to me anyways. I, you know, maybe people at that time, maybe they were taking some out, but at least with social media and stuff now and it just it's it's too heavy handed sometimes. But sometimes it is this yeah. one. This I thought this this. This show, it's never made me just go, ah, like, why are we, why are we doing this? You know? No, I mean, one thing we usually, we talk about is, is the way females are portrayed in these shows. And listen, I love an awesome female lead character. I loved Ray as the lead in Star Wars mm-hmm. and, the, and the sequels, but you're right. Sometimes it like is too in your face. We always reference the end game scene. Yes. Um, and we kind of got sort of an end game ish scene, but I didn't feel like it took away. Mm. We had in the final episode, we kind of had that boss like storm of that Star Destroyer by Cara Dune, Fennec, um, and Mandalorian um, ladies, um, Bo Katan, and 
I forget the other sidekick. Name all the time. Her yeah. sidekick who <laughs> makes fun of other sidekicks. <laughs> I didn't feel like that was. I don't know. It. I didn't feel like it was in your face. No, no. I mean, you could tell though that there was Boa Fett. He was gone. Um, the, maybe they just didn't want him to take away from the story. Um, right. Also, I think the other the other uh, Mandalorian, the male character that was with them in the other episode, he wasn't there. And it, it just it did seem kind of like oh like they're yeah. there it seems like this is intentionally all female but at the same time you know there's a lot of females out there though yeah. that really enjoyed that though they really liked and it that's and that's great and I'm all for that I'm all yeah. for it as long as it doesn't break the wall yeah it doesn't okay. break the wall and I didn't feel like in Mando it broke the wall no in Endgame it was like let's pause the movie <laughs> and the battle here and it just felt a little bit corny in the movie it, it yeah, and it I wish and I think that takes away from the, the awesomeness of it. Yeah. Um, but this was pretty cool when Cara Dune and Fennec and they stormed through and that was a pretty cool sequence. Yeah. I would say that was probably the only heavy handed, if you could even argue that political thing that was in there. Yeah. But again, it didn't it didn't take me out of it. It didn't or take away. Yeah. I just I just noticed. I was like, oh, but why is why is her sidekick again. able to beat up Boba Fett here? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like but there, there's a psychology when you're watching a show or you're even when you're in a movie theater where it's like you're trying to forget you're in a movie theater. You're trying to forget that the show is trying to pull you in, that you're mm -hmm. in the world. And again, when, when it happened in Endgame, it was sort of like put you back in your movie seat and you're like, oh, I'm in a theater right now. I'm watching yeah. the movie. This didn't do that to me. <laughs> this like oh, it was yeah. like I was still pumped when they were storming through. I was like, this is sweet. Like Cara Dune like, isn't even phased. Like she's not even dodging. She's just That's funny. walking. <laughs> She's just walking right through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it just it did feel like it was kind of on easy mode there. But I mean, there was times though, like we said, it was on oh, easy mode for everyone though. It was, yeah, the stormtroopers are sucked. The stormtroopers, <laughs> stormtroopers had a terrible outing this season. Terrible. I thought, I thought the first season, I thought like I was like, anytime I saw them, I was like, I kind of feel nervous with these guys around. You know what I mean? Like when uh, yeah. Mando sneaks in to save uh, Grogu from the first season. I mean, like, it felt like it was at least a challenging thing for him. He had to sneak around. He had to use his skills, his... his I know, I know. His upgrades, you know, his new gear. I love um, that about the first season. He had a major upgrade in season two, though. Yes, um, but... And a major downgrade. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, but but this season, though, like, he... um, they They were just... I mean, they were blaster fodder. I mean, they were absolute trash oh man i mean like it was Bo boba fett killed like a bunch of them with his knee um <laughs> <laughs> and they looked tough they came out of those ships in that episode looking tough oh i was ready for the boba fett episode when they there was something out? about their armor that just looked better they, yeah they looked like thicker and like harder and like they all had armor and they just they looked organized i was like oh they are gonna do some damage here this is gonna be the thing that um, maybe gets rid of the, the child or something here. You know, we don't know. Uh, but no, I mean, they, <laughs> it was pretty easy for them. Especially in that last episode, again, when the um, Cara Dunes team there, like they were backs were turned and they were walking and a stormtrooper came running up behind them. And instead they of had just to trying to them. like shoot, the, yeah, they had no idea there was a stormtrooper behind them until he yelled, hey, wait, stop there. And they Giants just turned up. around. They're like, hey, guys, we got to kill another one. And they just take their time, <laughs> we turn missed around, something. and shoot him. And it's just kind of like, well, that was a little bit on. Why would you ask them to surrender? They, they've killed so many of your friends. You know, Just at least stun them. At least yeah. shoot a stun blast at Cara Dune, and then maybe you can get the others. Yeah. But um, yeah, so they, they just had a terrible outing. And that's, that is one thing, though, I, I liked about the first season, though, that was, you know, it made me feel like, all right, this is maybe how the First Order comes to be. I mean, these guys are, they're getting their shit together here. You know, they're learning from the stormtroopers of the past. <laughs> they're looking good. But this season now, I'm just kind of like, how can a First Order rise? I mean, we're seeing from the story as far as they're in hiding, they're going these places. But I mean, they're, they're getting chumped by anyone who sees them, you know? So like, how are they how are they conquering? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, so that's, that's something, you know, that might be yeah. a little too picky, but you know, for, but they did introduce something that was not easy to beat. What? The dark troopers. Oh yeah. Well, it depends on who you are. <laughs> for 
like 99.99999% of the population, they are not easy to beat. Oh, you're going to be screwed. You're pretty much screwed. <laughs> um, melee weapons seem to be the best thing against them. Uh, yeah, but it's know. still, you have to be skilled and you have to hit the right spots and hope that they don't bash your head in before you have the opportunity to do it. <clears throat> I was really like, hoping at the end there when when Pedro Pascal takes off his helmet for Grogu <laughs> that it was just gonna <laughs> that it was just gonna be like that a punched peanut butter jelly sandwich. You know? It's just like Harry Potter's face in that one when Hermione like made it puff up or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it's just like a black eye, like a huge bulge, and like his cheeks are like <laughs> just <laughs> missing teeth. <laughs> that would have been hilarious because he he looked rough i mean the only other before this season the only time we saw his face he looked rough after because it was the explosion yeah at the end of season one and, and this he one was... he got punched about 50 times into a <laughs> wall by a dark trooper wham. wham wham oh my god oh my god love that sequence though i love, just love how the helmet wasn't denting but the you know just the going into the ship coming. like but <clears throat> how did he defeat that dark trooper, though? He stabbed it through the neck with the Beskar spear. With the Beskar spear! So talk about upgrades this season. This is an awesome upgrade. This is like going on a level in a video game, beating the boss, and then like, here, I want you to have my <laughs> ultimate weapon. <laughs> Ooh, it's already fully upgraded. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so back in the Ahsoka episode, which we haven't really talked about yet, mm. which was my first episode that I said, this is the best episode that there's ever been of the Mandalorian, <laughs> right? This is a, uh, we get an awesome like samurai field Jedi episode where Ahsoka Tano returns and they don't waste any time. Like they immediately like introduce her, like she has this cool thing where she's like hiding through the mist they have some cool effects where like they have it as her vision and she like force speeds up and kills like a um one of those mercenary guys that worked for yeah. for that lady there but um and it just turned into an awesome episode that really connected the prequels pretty well mando ends up going there looking for Ahsoka Tano finds her and she talks to grogu with some force connection mm -hmm. we still aren't sure how but she finds out his name is Grogu and she tells Mando that. <clears throat> Ruins she... Baby Yoda. Just we, we can't say Baby Yoda anymore. We never should have said Baby Yoda. <laughs> no, I think John Favreau went on record saying you're still allowed to say Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> but it was never actually Baby Yoda. We're not even allowed to say the child anymore. But no one was saying that though. No, no one. <laughs> no one was saying that except Moff Gideon. I think Moff Gideon was the only one who said it. Yeah. Everyone else said the kid. Or the asset. The asset. Just a cool episode where Ahsoka uses some cool force stuff. They're out like in this burnt down forest area. This planet was really cool. And just to get that background that Grogu was actually on Coruscant at the Jedi Temple around the time of Order 66. And um, before He's as that, old as Anakin would have <clears throat> been. Yeah. If he uh, wasn't killed. Right. So... It's likely that when we're watching the prequel movies that Grogu's probably just training somewhere at the Jedi Temple, which is really cool. Moving some blocks, putting the yeah. square ones in the square <laughs> holes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> baby Jedi stuff. Yeah, baby Jedi stuff. Stealing people's cookies, choking them out, crushing yes. them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they were teaching that at the Jedi Temple. I wonder where that thread's going to go, you know, because yeah. we uh, we saw him in the first season. He, he choked Cara Dune, uh, you know, and we saw like, oh, there's a little dark in this kid. There's a little dark side in this kid. You know, then we, we even heard in that episode where you're talking about the, the the Ahsoka episode where she saw he has fear and attachment in him. Um, and so that's concerning. That's that's dark side stuff. That's dark stuff, stuff baby. That ain't yeah. that ain't Jedi. That's that not Jedi. Ain't Jedi. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, so we had that then, that thread too. And then later on, after he gets captured, he is just crushing stormtroopers. He's like, oh my God. Like just, just grinding up their intestines, like crunching them there. Like, oh my goodness gracious. I mean, rightfully so. He needs to get out of there. He, he was trying to break out, but 
Yeah, but it, he it was, was dark. brutal. It was dark in how he was doing it. It wasn't a quick, like, force push into the wall. You know, mm-hmm. it was like torture. Yeah. And he's, so there's now he's darkness going. in him. Yeah. And now he's with Luke, though. And so here's the other thing the darkness, too. Uh, he just straight up ate babies <laughs> this season. <laughs> he's just chomping on fertilizer. Well, they weren't fertilized yet, right? Yeah, they weren't fertilized. The, the husband he's still had to just. On- we're not talking like eggs you eat for breakfast. These are eggs that the mother clearly is trying to hatch. <laughs> a sentient being's eggs, you know, like <clears throat> a very smart being who like can program a droid to communicate. <laughs> like <laughs> she crossed a language barrier, <laughs> and he's he's like, mm, let me eat them babies. And I think I I could be incorrect, but a lot of people are like, this is genocide. What he's doing is genocide. There was there was a legitimate freak out from people on the internet. You know, the same people that freak out about dumb stuff, though. And but I if I could be reciting this incorrectly, but from what I remember, that was the last of her brood. She was basically going into menopause where you, she couldn't have kids anymore. So, like, right. it's not genocide. Is it, you know, killing off some of her potential children? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there more out there? It sounds like it, you know, like. The galaxy is so big, you know, if we didn't see that breed of frog person, we're probably going to see some other weird frog looking thing. I mean, we saw this giant ant in that episode. You know, I mean, like it's there's so many species. We don't even know. It sounds like you're defending the baby murder right now. (laughs) And (laughs) dude, why didn't we get more of it this season? Yeah. (laughs) Why did we get more Yoda eating kids, babies, baby Yoda, Grogu? eating kids babies but the thing is is that he like knew it was bad okay i get it the first time you see it you're like oh those look yummy i'm gonna try one you don't know you Mm -hmm. know you just think she's like carrying around like a bucket of um you know captain crunch or something yes and like you're just like oh i just want to try that and then like by the end of the episode you've been told enough times that that is her children that that's bad and he's still at the end looks at it and like eats it and then even in like the next episode he's like still trying to chomp on those things <laughs> he's even he's even eyeballing up the like the, the new hatchling the new tadpole from them like people people were thinking oh well, look he learned his lesson he, he appreciates the life now that came out dude was gonna try and eat he was like oh a live one mm. <laughs> well well did Anyway, let's not talk too much about him eating eggs. It was gross. But let's talk a little bit about Mando and Grogu and how their relationship developed. Uh, I think we started kind of where we left off in, um, from season one, where Mando, first Grogu, baby Yoda, the child at the time, was just a job, right? Mm-hmm. He brings it. He completes his task. But then he realized there was something more to this child. He saved him from, in season one, from the Empire at that time. Their relationship grew to the end of season one. You could tell they're growing a bond. Um, but there's still a lot of questions about who this, this little guy was. Coming into season two, their bond is fairly strong, but it's still a job. You know what I mean? He still it's... is just a destination that he has to get this kid to. Yeah. It, at the end of the first season, she's like, you need to get him to members of his own kind. The Jedi is what yeah. she means by that. And he takes that on as the mission, you know, and you can tell he cares for the kid. But like what you're saying in his head, though, this is just a job, him and the kid. He doesn't really he he can't really differentiate between the idea of being with Grogu and doing things and being happy and being with Grogu, being happy that he's with him. But right. Still planning on getting rid of him and not thinking about the consequences of that. Right. And. Yeah, I mean, you, you could tell then once once he realized in the uh, the Ahsoka episode that he could use the force, you know, he was happy for him. But then when he when he had to give him up or when he thought he had to give him up to Ahsoka, you know, he was he was sad. It was emotional. Um, he was just sitting there with him and he's like, oh, crap, like I have to give him up. And uh, he was upset that she didn't take him. But then the next episode, you could tell he was upset then when Grogu could still use the force and they're on their way to Tython. Uh, to to send out the radio signal for a Jedi, yeah. <clears throat> and and there you're like, oh, like he doesn't, he wants him to like not be able to use the Force. He wants to be able to like, oh, sorry, we can't go, can't use the Force. Well, you're I guess we'll just have, have to, to st- 
stay with me and I'll raise you and, you know, pay for your college fund and (laughs) stuff like that. You know, whatever. Season five of the Mandalorian. (laughs) Mando has to go (laughs) get the Beskar silver to pay for (laughs) Grogu to go to college. Application fees, administration offices, (laughs) admissions. Scholarship essays. (laughs) Season four. Mando takes Grogu to his first soccer practice. (laughs) Episode four. Swimming lessons. (laughs) Eventually, though, you know, he gets the kid gets captured by Moff Gideon. He goes, he goes, he rescues them. Um, Well, Luke kind of rescues them, I guess. But when Luke showed up, Mando did not want to give up Grogu at first. Mm -hmm. So this was the whole thing. Like he was looking for the Jedi who was right. He finally found one that wanted to take him. Uh, and like, he like, didn't, he's like, he doesn't want to go with you at first. And he had to kind of be talked into it. And I had all of a sudden he, he realized this is what he has to do, mm-hmm. even though it's not what he wants to do. Where before maybe at the beginning of the season, if that had happened the way he was feeling, he would have just given him up a lot more easily, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think if he would have ran into a Jedi right off the bat, he'd be like, "All right, here we go. Nice." Probably would have been sad, yeah. you know. But um, it was it was it was touching. I mean, we we talk about uh, you know he took off the helmet and it was just like <laughs> tear, it was a tear up moment. You know, he wasn't sobbing. You could just tell he's sad. He just he had some tears going. You know, he took off his helmet for the child, and. You know, we we've seen the whole season that Mando is against taking off the helmet. How much his creed means to him. You know, there's a few times he eases up. He lifts up, you know, to take a drink in front of Grogu. Um, I liked those little bits. I like that they showed that because it showed yeah. him being a little bit more comfortable. Yeah, with taking the helmet off in front of him, but still won't do it. Mm-hmm. So that was that was big. I mean, it was such a a great moment because you could see that it was big for for Mando for Jinjarin to do that. It was big for Grogu and their bond and stuff. Um, I think you brought this up though. Is would it have been even more impactful though if he hadn't taken off his helmet in the the episode before in episode yeah. seven, the Bill Burr episode, right? Uh, which which we both loved. By the way, I great to episode. Talk. One of my biggest um, pleasant surprises of the season yeah. was how awesome Bill Burr was in that episode. But Same. you're right. Keep going with your point. That was. But no, yeah, he and he, you know, he has to make a lot of compromises in that episode, which I thought was cool. It was cool for the character. You know, like I said in that one, he'd been being challenged with his idea of what a Mandalorian is this whole season. You know, he sees Cobb Vanth as this honorable guy, but he wears the Boa Fett armor. You know, he sees. Uh, Bo-Katan is actually a Mandalorian, but she takes off the helmet. She is a different way of looking at things. He runs into Boba Fett, who is the son of a foundling like he was. Uh, but they both took off their helmets and they passed on the armor uh, and that kind of thing. So he's been he's been challenged. And then now that the kid is gone, you know, he's willing to even make a little bit more changes. You know, and uh, like we said, you know, he ends up taking off his armor. He still covers his face initially in Stormtrooper yeah. armor. But <laughs> Even Bill Burr's like, ah, that's not the same thing as not taking off the armor. As it raises just... questions, yeah. And you can even tell right there that he's aware of it. He's aware that that's a little hypocritical for him. That the code isn't there that for their code, yeah. Of the watch, the children of the watch, it's not there to prevent you from showing your face. It's there so you keep your armor on, so that you're a Mandalorian all right. the time, right? You know. <clears throat> and he was a stormtrooper, you know. So. Um, and then he like, ends up... worse than just showing your face. <laughs> it's worse. This is what Bill Burr is just grilling him that whole the ride. Shame. The imagine, shame. imagine being in a car ride, you know, with Bill Burr with about a hundred gallons of explosive material in the back, and he's got like a hundred more gallons of explosive material in his brain, and he's just gonna <laughs> grill you. The shame. The whole time. Shame. I love that. <laughs> oh man. I just love so when Bill Burr was coming back, I was like, why? Like mm-hmm. his character was not very likable in the first season. He was just a troublemaker. Why do you even want him around? Mm-hmm. But he had such a cool redemption episode. We got to learn about his past. He was a sharpshooter, which we knew that before, but he was um, we got to learn kind of about Project Cinder that he was on. Mm-hmm. 
um, and how a lot of his troop got killed by it. And he was confronting the commanding officer in this episode about it. And he got his full revenge and such an awesome scene there too. I love that. That's again, that was directed by that Rick Famu. Wow. Um, he was the same guy directed that episode in the first season that I really liked that I thought shifted Mando from being a guy that always gets helped out at the last second to being the badass. you know, the episode on the, the, the same one with Bill Burr in the first season where he, he rounds up all the, the other bounty hunters mm-hmm. in the prison. So that was, I love that episode too. Uh, but you see also there, he takes off the helmet then to uh, get into the facial scanner. And like when it happened, I was just like, like what? Like what? Um, and I was, I was a little worried. I was like, is he going to have his face out all the time now? But no, he went back to the helmet, but still like that was a big moment. You know, like that was huge. Like the, the build up to it, you know, the, the talking between Bill Burr and everything. I mean, it was all great. Um, but then I think it did. It kind of took away then. It's like, oh, well, of course, like he should show it for Grogu. He showed it in front of Bill yeah. Burr and a bunch of Imperial guys. So why wouldn't he show it for this kid that he obviously loves? You know, yeah. so like it was it was still a big moment. Don't get it's me wrong. Very powerful still. Yeah. Yeah. But you just wonder how more powerful it would have been. Yeah. And I, I don't think I would have been I would have been a little bit more in suspense then. Like is he going to actually take it off? Is he going to do it? Like, this is going to be big, you know, that he's yeah. going to willingly do this. But, but, uh, but even in that instance, though, that the first time he did it, everything he did was for Grogu. It was all because he wanted for to Grogu. Yep. So it was still big. And I, I really liked that. I really liked the growth we saw from him. I'm curious as to where it's going to go this next season here. For me, though, it was the, um, the face touch. Yeah. The, that uh, was. I was just like. <laughs> also, that episode though, uh, as far as predicting season three stuff, you know, he gets he wins the dark saber from Moff Gideon. Oh yeah. Um, Bo Katan was hoping to be the one to beat him, uh, and we find out that you're supposed to beat the person to get the dark saber. That's like the the way it was. Uh, I think some of the, the combat, Clone War, yeah. yeah. I think the Clone Wars or rebels i think kind of disputes that i think like they kind of just hand bo katan the dark saber in rebels i think it was um and she like holds it up in front of everyone so it's that's kind of inconsistent yeah a little inconsistent but but still like i think i like it it like like it so i think in season three i think we're gonna be getting you know mando either one he's gonna have to fight bo katan or two, what I think might even happen is maybe he goes and helps her. Um, and they even take back Mandalore. Because I would love to see are we, this Are we sure she didn't get shot, though? I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm going to have to watch that again. But I think I watch her, it again, and it's hard to tell which one's which. But Yeah. I think her and her sidekick got, got shot. Well, someone got lit up. I mean, yeah. like, damn. Like, Was it in the best car, though? You know? like uh, Yeah, but they, they fell pretty hard yeah like gideon shot him like a bunch of times and then turned to grogu and that's when like mando had this like no dive <laughs> it just chested it up again again i just like it's just like a soccer player like with like <laughs> yeah so speaking of the next season because Grogu gets taken by Luke, such an emotional ending, a satisfying ending, but at the same time, like, man, like, what's going to happen now? Like, my favorite part of the show are the interactions between Grogu and Mando, like, yeah. seeing Grogu down in, like, this sh- shaft of wires that Mando can't get to and telling him <laughs> what to do, um, and Grogu, like, electrocuting himself. Like, that stuff, you know, mm-hmm. is awesome. Even, like, the thread with the little ball. Yeah. The ball was, was awesome. And it's, that's gone back to season one. Mm-hmm. And they used it here to kind of um, show Grogu's control of the force. What's going to happen in season three now that, you know, Grogu is not really in the picture anymore. And I don't think they're going to bring him back that quickly. No, I, I, I would. I hope that they, they don't. I think he's going to. I think he is coming back. Yeah, I think for sure. Because um, we know if because they are still following the sequel trilogy, it seems like. They still are pretending that that counts. 
which it really doesn't. But, you know, as far as, you know, we're seeing the first order rising up and everything here. But um, Luke's temple gets massacred by Kylo Ren uh, or Ben Solo at the time, I guess. Um, and all of his students, from what we know, were killed by him. Um, maybe they went off. Maybe there's others out there. We don't, I mean, they might do like what we're seeing a lot of now that uh, there were so many other people who weren't technically Jedi Knights yet that got out of order 66, like Ahsoka, um, uh, Cal Kestis, people like that. You know, there's a lot of people in the extended universe that they're, they're not Jedi. You know, they left the Jedi. They didn't become Jedi Knights or whatever. The force users though, but they're force users and they have lightsabers. So, and they were trained as Jedi. So we know probably Grogu isn't going to die there. You know, that would it would just be wouldn't make sense to the story here if he just died there he went off to training we never saw him again he ended up dying you know so i think he's gonna have to come back for some reason maybe it's because he's gonna be so dark that luke is like get this kid out of here i don't want to like he's not in the killing kids yet you know like he he is with ben solo but uh he's still like let's get him out of here before he starts corrupting other people um and he's not into killing kids really <laughs> not yet yeah, i think um i don't know how much they're going to show of him though there at the jedi temple yeah I'm, i don't I'm, know i'm hoping that it still follows Jin Jarn, and i think that'd be more meaningful if we don't yeah. see grogu and then then we start to hear about him then he goes after him you know i think that'd be more, more i just meaningful. i want him back in some way i don't know how they're going to do it mm-hmm. i don't know in what context but um maybe he's going to save the day with a lightsaber Maybe he's going to have like a little butter knife lightsaber that looks huge for him. And he's just going to like, like Jinjarin is just like trapped on Mandalore fighting for Mandalore. And it looks like he's hopeless. And then coming in like this miniature X-Wing flies in. (laughs) (laughs) No, but then who knows? Grogu maybe has grown and has can whip that lightsaber around now. I don't know. We'll see if he gets a lightsaber at some point. Yeah. But um, I think season three is really going to be taking back Mandalore. I think that's going to be the thread. They, they mentioned it in the last episode. Bo-Katan was like, if I do this, will you help me in season three to take Mandalore? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I'll do anything. I will commit to that storyline for season three. <laughs> you could see me there. Um, yeah. Um, so I think like what you said, I think that's going to be the main thing. I think we're going to get Grogu at some point, but I think it's going to be mainly, you know, the Mandalorian quests, maybe some more other side missions, uh, things like that. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think that's where we're going. Yeah. Also too, um, one of the things too, I guess we really haven't talked about too, is just that a lot of people complain that there were filler episodes or episodes that didn't push the plot. It wasn't always yeah. Moff Gideon. It wasn't always, grogu getting to somewhere with the empire but i I like that though i mean i do too and i still think though i think every episode was important for the character in some way you could probably argue the second one wasn't the second episode and the spiders with the frog probably the least least. but we're still introduced to the republic fighters there at the very least which seems like they're either going to be part of this or it's because they're getting their own series and they're taking cara dune away from us i don't know yeah but again, it might be an, uh, an instance for them to promote another show. Yeah, but, but it's it's. I still I still liked everything. I mean, I still think me everything too. fed into each other. I I still think it was all important. And I think the fact too that if you have a self-contained story, that's what helps it make you edge on. You can be satisfied every episode every week, but still be eager for the next one. You know, a lot of the like older TV shows, like if you were to like watch Monk or CSI or something where it's it has its own story, but it ends, you know, and it just kind of repeats each time. You know, like I can understand why you might not follow that one as much if it was that was a thing. But the thing is, with this one, it's still building yeah. every episode and it's still different every time. It's um, different. That's And it's refreshing every time. Yeah. And there are a lot of different styles of episodes. We had like a Western like style we had like an old west style we had a samurai style we had good old-fashioned star wars style and yeah yeah we had like some science oh it's all science fiction but we had like um horror movie style exactly Um, so it was all good but can we just take a moment of silence for 
um, a character who had a really rough season and hmm. end up meeting its demise. Um, the Razor Crest. The Razor Crest went through a lot this season. It was like it was like it started off nice and fresh, and then it got like destroyed. And then it had a giant spider on top of it. And then it was just covered in fish nets. And then it got like <laughs> fully repaired. And then it just got blown up like to, to bits. And it's gone. And I think the pulse blaster's gone too. Yeah. Oh, so we lost oh. two. We lost two big guys. I'm going to miss that pulse blaster disintegrating. Yeah. I'm a, Yeah. Jawas getting blasted away. Man, that was awesome. But yeah, but yeah I mean, generally, I, I really enjoyed this. I, I love this season. Uh, like you said, there was a lot of episodes where each time I was like, this is my new favorite. This is, I just, and I was just like, I think this is one of my favorite shows now, if not up there in the top three, top two, you know, yeah. it's, I was like, damn, this is good. This is yeah. good. As a Star Wars fan, it's just something new and different. It was just, it was so good. It was awesome. It was awesome. And Dave Filoni and John Favreau are saving Star Wars. They are doing amazing. So I hope they keep doing it and I hope they keep saving it. Yeah. Let us know what you guys thought about this season here, the full season. Make sure to check out our Mandalorian playlist on YouTube. If you want to listen to yeah. our season one, our full season one talk, and then we recap every episode of season two. You yeah, can also check deets. us out. Get the deets. Those good deets. You can check us out. You know, if you're on podcasts, you can watch it on YouTube or vice versa. Just look at the link in the description below also make sure to follow us on social media we'll have those links down in the description below and otherwise stay tuned for some more screen chronicles like subscribe all that good stuff people because this is the way this is the way <laughs>